Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. For those of you just joining us, we spent the month of September talking about responsibility in marriage. And many of you reached out to share that you listened through that series multiple times. So I appreciate your feedback, and I'm happy that series resonated for couples the way that it did. This month, we will be talking about boundaries, what they are, how to set personal boundaries, couple boundaries, and what to do when boundaries are hard to implement. And if you're finding these episodes helpful right now, it would mean so much to me if you would text or share this podcast with your friends. You know how you get together and talk about everything that's going on in life, from your dreams to the fight you and your spouse had recently to your sex life, and how sometimes you leave those conversations feeling heard and understood and validated by your friends, but knowing you still have to go home and face whatever else awaits you? Well, if you found these episodes helpful in terms of moving you closer toward your spouse and toward positive change in your marriage, then I would be so honored to have the Brave Marriage Podcast be a part of those conversations. All right, so let's talk about boundaries. What are they? What purpose do they serve? And how do you do them well? Well, first, I want you to think about boundaries in your own life. Have you ever felt that your boundaries were crossed? If so, how did you know? Did you feel bothered, annoyed, like your personal space was invaded, your time encroached upon, or your generosity or willingness to help taken for granted? And then, what did you do in that moment? Or what have you done in moments since? Did you put a boundary in place to protect that which is important to you? Or did you allow that boundary to be crossed? And what was the result of that decision? My guess is that at some point in your life, you've experienced someone crossing the threshold of what you're personally comfortable with or what you'd otherwise prefer. So what we're going to do today is talk about how to set healthy boundaries when those occasions occur. Because listen, if you want to have a healthy relationship with yourself, with your spouse, kids, and others, it's crucial that you learn to set healthy and appropriate boundaries. So what are boundaries in the first place? Boundaries are simply limits that distinguish the line between what feels good and healthy to you in a relationship and what feels bad and unhealthy to you. If you're an extrovert, you probably won't have the same boundary around people coming over every night as someone who is more introverted. And so boundaries can and will be different for different people, which is also where they get tricky sometimes. But when you know yourself, when you know yourself at your best and at your worst, and what types of things push you over the edge when it comes to your overall health and well-being, boundaries serve to mark the line between what you will and won't tolerate in your relationship to yourself and others for the benefit of yourself and others and of the relationship at hand. It's important to understand the purpose of boundaries, which is always to help us thrive. Boundaries give us a sense of well-being and of self-trust, as well as a sense of relational well-being and trust. According to existential psychologists, humans have two basic social-emotional needs, the need to belong to ourselves and the need to belong to each other. And what setting boundaries does is help to give us a clear sense of ourselves in relationship to others. Boundaries help us thrive both personally and relationally. They help us identify what matters to us with respect to our time, finances, bodies, and emotional margin. 
That way, we can belong to both ourselves and our communities without one or the other suffering. Because without healthy boundaries, we can end up in one of two extremes, both resulting from self-deception like we talked about in weeks past. On one end of the spectrum, we can convince ourselves that we don't need anyone, that we're self-sufficient, and that setting boundary after boundary is better for us than the alternative. When in fact, we need others. And if we trend toward this end of the spectrum, the boundary we may actually need to set is how much alone time is enough, and then push ourselves to reach out and be in community with others. And on the other end of the spectrum, we can convince ourselves that we don't need any solitude, that our well-being is totally dependent upon stimulation and interaction, when in fact, we need to learn to be alone with ourselves as well. And so if we trend toward very few boundaries with our time or with others, the boundary we may actually need to set is how much connection is enough and then push ourselves to practice being alone. Okay, so boundaries can be both things we need to guard against and they can also be things we need to set in place to push ourselves toward. We'll talk more about that in upcoming weeks. And then in relational terms, boundaries help clarify where one person ends and where another begins, and vice versa, making something invisible visible. Because if two people in relationship aren't clear on that, then relational dysfunction is sure to follow. Too few boundaries leads to enmeshment, codependence, and an over-reliance on others, whereas too many boundaries leads to cutoff, isolation, and an over-reliance on the self neither of which are healthy because we're created for a relationship, to belong in community, while also retaining our God-given individuality and sense of identity. This is exactly what I'm referring to when I talk about differentiated unity. Both differentiation and unity are good and necessary, yet neither are lived out in healthy ways without boundaries, without shouldering each other's burdens, and also making sure to carry our own loads, like we talked about last week. So then, how do we do boundaries well? Well, I'll tell you, this is something I've had to learn and practice as well. And as a simple place to start, with only a few words to remember, I'm going to teach you what I used to teach to men and women in jail and in recovery when I worked at Ideals for Families and Communities whose lives literally depended on their ability to set boundaries with themselves, with other people, and with places back home that weren't good or healthy, either personally or relationally. So in order to set boundaries well, they must be clear, communicated, enforced, and a good fit. First, boundaries must be clear. Boundaries need to be crystal clear to all parties involved, including the person or couple setting the boundary and the person or people on the receiving end of the boundary. In order for it to be clear, both parties have to know what's okay and what's not okay, and what will happen if the line is crossed between what's okay and what's not. So clarity comes with setting the boundary, its parameters, and letting the recipient of that boundary know what you will do if the boundary is crossed. Let me give you an example. Let's say that a friend or family member calls you every day and it's not something you want or have time for, but you continue to answer because maybe that's what you've always done, maybe you want to keep the peace or keep the other person happy or stable, which, by the way, are cues that it's unhealthy, or maybe there's a part of you that values being that person, that helper, or that stabilizer for someone else. 
But regardless of your motivation, what I want to help you see is that it's ultimately not benefiting the other person because they're not taking appropriate responsibility for their own life and emotions, and it's not benefiting you because it's pulling you into an unhealthy relationship. And because, in this example, you truly don't have time for a daily call that leaves you feeling frustrated at the end of each time. So setting a clear boundary would mean saying, it's okay for you to call me once a week because that's what I have time for. It's not okay for us to talk every day. So if you would, please call me over the weekend or I can call you and just know that if you call during the week, I am not going to answer. I will answer one day on the weekend. Do you hear how clear that is? There's nothing left unsaid or left to wishful thinking or guessing. So as you think for yourself about setting a clear boundary, here are some questions to ask. What is my boundary? What do I want it to be and why? Are we clear on what's okay and what's not okay? Am I clear on how I will respond or manage myself if the recipient of my boundary gives me pushback? And Have I or we left anything open to denial or to dealing with it if it comes? If you can't confidently answer those questions, then your boundary is not yet clear and you need to do some more work on it to make it clear. Second, boundaries must be communicated. Once a person or couple has clearly articulated their boundaries, those boundaries then need to be communicated with the recipient of the boundary. So think about the people you regularly come into contact with. Who is the point person or people with whom you need to communicate boundaries for the sake of yourself and for the sake of the relationship? And you may get pushback at first. You may feel totally uncomfortable setting the boundary, especially if you've never done it before. But by not communicating boundaries, it's not like you or your relationships are going to magically get healthier. You're just metaphorically kicking the can further down the road until one of you can't take it anymore. So when you think about it that way, better to communicate now on the front end to preserve certain relationships rather than to have relationships end that you didn't actually want to end and which could have been prevented had you helped create the relationship you desired earlier on. So here are some questions to ask yourself to make sure your boundary is clear and communicated. Has the appropriate person been told? Given what I know about the recipient of my boundary, what would be the best way to communicate this with them? And have I let the recipient know what I will do in the event that my boundary is crossed? Again, using the phone example, I would rather you call me once a week because that's all I have time for in my schedule. So if you would, please call me over the weekend. Saturday mornings or Sunday evenings work great. And just know that if you call during the week, I won't answer. But I will call you back over the weekend, or I will answer on the day that we set. Clear and communicated. Third, boundaries must be enforced. Boundaries are not boundaries without action to back up words. Without follow-through on the boundaries you believe you need to put in place. Because if you're thinking about implementing boundaries somewhere in your life, it's because there's a reason you need to. You're feeling encroached upon, like your emotions don't belong to you, like your space is being invaded, or like the way you're spending your time is undesirable, or even unrealistic given your goals and priorities. And this is often the sticking point for people because it's easy to formulate a clear boundary before you have to communicate it. And to some degree, communicating a boundary 
is not that difficult once you work up the courage because it's only one conversation. But the enforcement part, that's what trips people up. Because when you've operated one way in relationship for however long, the relational system creates a self-regulating feedback loop where one person's behavior anticipates another's and on and on that feedback loop goes until one person in the relational system has practiced a new behavior enough times and with enough repetition to fundamentally alter and change the relational system for the better is the goal. So as you think about enforcing your clearly communicated boundary, don't be fooled. You will get pushback. You'll get pushback multiple times and in different ways as the recipient of the boundary zigs and zags trying to figure out a way to get back to what they feel is normal, but which is actually unhealthy for both of you and for the relationship. Make sense? So you've got to learn to be a kind but broken record. Continuing with our phone call example, here is what to expect, especially with someone who doesn't respect or acknowledge boundaries all that well. You can expect that they will call you during the week. You can expect that they will call multiple times in a row if you don't answer. You can expect that over a voicemail or the next time they talk to you, they will say things like, but what I had to tell you was really important. Or what if I needed to get a hold of you in an emergency? They may eventually not call you on the weekend or not answer your call on the weekend to try and force your hand when they call in the middle of next week or to guilt you into it being your fault that you've ruined the relationship. But your job is to consistently reinforce the boundary you've set because nothing will make a dysfunctional or unhealthy relationship more clear than seeing the strategies implemented from the other side when you communicate and enforce your boundary. But it's imperative if you want to gain confidence that you can in fact set boundaries because the more you do it, the easier it gets. But the more you give in, the harder it gets. So enforcing your boundary would look like letting your phone ring to voicemail and calling or letting them call on the weekend as discussed. If they don't answer, no problem. You just move on to the following week. Or if they do answer and try to guilt trip you, no problem. You just reinforce the boundary by communicating it again. We talked about this. I don't have time to talk during the week, but I do have time on the weekend. And I'm here now, so what would you like to talk about? So a few questions to ask yourself to make sure your boundary is enforced are, has the boundary been enacted and consistently reinforced? Have I or have we stayed strong in the face of any manipulation tactics or workarounds our boundary? Am I or are we beginning to feel like a broken record? If the answer to those questions is yes, then you're doing a great job of setting your boundaries well. And fourth, boundaries must be a good fit. Boundary setting must be appropriate to your situation. So think about those relationships which may warrant boundaries at times. With your parents, in-laws, spouses, children, friends, bosses, colleagues, customers, people at church. Well, it's important to think about as you set certain boundaries, what's the nature of that relationship? Is their asking me to do certain things for them appropriate to the relationship? And also, as you think about setting boundaries with someone else, think about how close you are to that person. Because in the phone call example with a family member or friend, it's appropriate to say as much as I said earlier. But if you're setting a boundary with someone at work or an acquaintance, all you have to say is, I'm not okay with that. 
please don't do that. If you do, here's what will happen. Short and sweet. So again, in determining whether your boundaries are a good fit for your situation, ask yourself, does this boundary make sense when I consider my relational context as well as my present capacity, margin, and responsibility? I know boundaries may feel difficult to set at first, which is why we'll be talking about them for a few more weeks with more examples. Boundary setting may feel hard and uncomfortable for a while, but trust me, having done this myself, boundary setting can prove extremely beneficial for the health of your relationships, for the love you feel toward others, which is really hard to feel when they're actively crossing your boundaries, and for the personal growth and development of the relational system itself and of all parties involved. Your action step is to use the questions from this episode, which are also listed in the show notes, and talk with your spouse about one boundary you'd like to set or get your boundary worked out on paper this week. And my prayer is just that the Spirit would work to empower us and give us the strength to engage in healthier relationships. Have a great week, you all, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile